Captain. Okay, ladies and gents, welcome to Energy Captains. I am here with the infamous Whitney Holzman. Hello, Whitney. Oh, hi, Cam. <laughs> it's our uh, second episode, essentially. I'm pretty it excited is. about this. Me too. Yeah, yeah. We got a lot of great feedback. I actually have been talking to some broadcast agents. They're like, you know, pitching myself when it comes to media. And they're like, oh, I see you have a podcast coming up. Uh, that's pretty exciting. So I'm excited about this. I, my favorite part is that when we got to listen to it for the first time, that we were laughing hysterically, that we think we're the funniest people that either of us have ever met. And, um, you know, the fact that, you know, we were there, but still when we listened back that we thought it was absolutely hysterical. Yeah, yeah. I love the back and forth. I think we can grow from from that first podcast, especially with with my hockey, my hockey education, essentially, because clearly I don't I don't do hockey. So I, I plan on redeeming myself this episode. Have any NHL GMs called since that first episode? Uh, not, not at all, but in the future they will. Because yeah. when I when I broadcast some hockey games, people will be like, "Dang, you've really grown from this first podcast to the next." So I'm pretty excited about that. The definition of started from the bottom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, shout out to Drake. Uh, you know the NBA finals are coming up. Uh, they're here right now, and, and it started from the bottom. So uh, I, I want I want to take the time to introduce. Um, a, a great friend of mine. I've been here in Tampa for about three years now, and somebody who's been there with me from the jump. Uh, I, I played with him at Syracuse University. Uh, he's a native of Tampa. Went to school, high school out here. Um, and uh, you know, if we can get like a nice little drum roll, one press one of them nice little buttons over there, something cool. Hey, Ooh, I like that. Jeremy. Okay, okay. Wilkes, yeah. Yo, yo, energy, 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 <laughs> captains. What's going on? Oh man, brother Wilkes, what's happening? Ha, ah, can't complain. Yeah. Good afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Good afternoon. Uh, we're out here in Tampa Bay. You and Whitney's hometown. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Go Tampa. One, yeah. one up top. Whoop. One up uh-huh, top. Uh-huh. Okay, so Jeremy, are you as obsessed with Tampa as I am? Most likely, <laughs> most likely. I got, I got to see how obsessed you are with it, but yeah. uh, most likely. He took, a long pause. he took a long pause with that. He's like, I, I, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, out of 10, I'm like a 3,074. Ooh, yeah. okay, you up Approximately. there. That's, that's big time, yeah. that's big time. Yeah. Here's what I love about Tampa, that everywhere you go, you run into people you know. It has a small town feel, but it has all the amenities of a big city. There's sunshine year-round. All you have to do is throw on some flip-flops. You can go outside. You can wear shorts anytime. And everything is built around quality of life. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can just hop right outside on the Bay Shore and take a walk and see dolphins and stingrays. And, you know, even downtown, you know, we have our river walk. And as you're mm-hmm. heading there, you know, dolphins are usually accompanying you along the way. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But we still, yeah. you know, we have the sports teams, the, the great airport. And I can get from my front door to a gate at the airport in about 17 minutes. Nice. Oh, I yeah. just think oh, yeah. we have the amenities of a big city, but we feel like we live on vacation, but everything is just catered towards making life wonderful. And it's a really nice community. I always say we have like 900 friends who are like family. Oh, so. most definitely. I always feel like Tampa is the small town that like people discovered. And now it's just everybody's moving here. And it's crazy because it's like just the traffic alone, 275, you know, I fought, you know, it's always been iffy, but like now it's ridiculous. But, you know, like you said, you know, just the, you know, of course, the dolphins and all that, you know, that's right down. Jet ski, Jeremy in the house. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I'm always on my jet ski. So I have a jet ski out here. So I'm always fishing and, and doing all that type of fun yeah. stuff out there. Uh, yeah. And to that point, you know, I always joke that we're the only city where you can drive a boat to a hockey game yeah. and park right outside. Like, I mean, we live in a commercial. Oh, it's cool. It's really cool. Like you say, it's always like you're on vacation. So I, I, I love it down here. Yeah, I'm I used, always. I lived on the bay, and I, I remember this story. Me coming from practice, 
and Jeremy pulling up on his jet ski right in front of our, <laughs> our apartment complex. Like we live you. in the <laughs> he say you like we, we lived in the same apartment complex. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I came to visit. I was like, man, like, I kind of like this spot. Like Jeremy, where where do you live? He's like, I live over here in Post Rocky Point. Mm-hmm. I'm shout like, out Post Rocky. Shout out Post Rocky Point. We're right on the bay on, on the causeway going to Clearwater. It's so. beautiful. Every time oh I drive God. to Clearwater, I'm like, I can't believe we live here. Like this is yeah. spectacular. Listen. How can I Instagram and drive at the same time? Anytime yeah. you can go outside. Your door and take about 30 steps and just jump in the bay yeah. oh that's right down my alley right yeah there. yeah yeah so mm-hmm. it's been a great a great experience so far and us living over there post rocky point and then you know us living together up at syracuse as well we mm-hmm. lived in the same we lived across the hall from each other Yo, at, U, at uv like, not even 10 steps not even 10 steps wait before we move on i have a question for cam uh, where's my mom's trifle bowl? Speaking of Rocky oh, Point. Oh, so the trifle bowl got lost uh, at, at post Rocky Point. <laughs> I, I think it ended up in the bay. It might have ended in up the in, bay. The bay. in the bay. So, <laughs> so here's the story. My mom has this infamous dessert dish that everyone loves. Anytime we go anywhere, they're like, Gail, can you please bring the trifle? It's layers upon layers of brownie, chocolate pudding, Amazing. whipped mm. cream, Heath Bar Crunch, rinse and repeat. Layer after layer. It's Dang. delicious, okay. and you could probably eat the whole bowl without realizing it. So anyway, I kept telling Cam. Cam was going to come over for dinner one night, but it was after the first game of last season, and he was exhausted, high-scoring game, got back too late. So I'm like, no worries. Gail will make you your own trifle, and I will bring it over. Ooh, yeah. So after a game, your dad was visiting in town. I drove to Rocky Point. Knocked on the door, like, Cam, here's your own trifle. And I was so excited for him to try it. At least they tried it before he lost the bowl, and then he was moving. And oh, yeah. <laughs> got, got lost in the shuffle. Got lost in the shuffle. Lost in that shuffle. Yeah, and you yeah. can't be mad at Cam. He, you know, did his, like, oh, um, so I wanted to tell you that about the trifle bowl. <laughs> what <had> happened was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, it's a big glass bowl. How did you lose it? Like, I, I mean, don't even understand. I, I mean, it gets murky sometimes, you know, when you're moving <laughs> yeah, and making things happen. It, it lot gets, going on. It gets lost <laughs> in the sauce. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there are maybe some fish now enjoying that trifle ball. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Puffer fish. Uh-huh. Yo, it's funny because uh, I used to go over there, especially when Cam used to get off from practice. And, you know, me pulling up on the ski, of course. Mm-hmm. Cam had a fishing poles out there. And this man always was catching the puffer fish. Always, always catching yeah. the puffer. And you fish. can't, I mean, you can't. The po- uh, puffer fish are poisonous. You can't really mess with them like that. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. Oh, no, can you eat them? You got well. Some people eat them. Actually, it's a it's a delicacy, but you have to clean them out a certain way or yeah. figure it out. I, I'm not sure. But I haven't YouTubed it yet. So yeah, yeah. YouTube it yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, puffer fish were everywhere in our bay in that little area by um, what was it by Bahama Breeze? Yep, right. Yeah, over so there. we stole the fishing poles out. Get them. I used. Do you used to fish on your on your jet ski at all? Always, I still do. Oh, oh you know, okay. Just yeah. yesterday. You can fish on a jet ski? Y- yeah, you just have to. Uh, it's, it's not normal. Okay. Not your normal right, uh, <laughs> type of excursion. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I bring the fishing poles out there, and I have a three seater, so oh. I'll put the. Uh, you have what an is escalator it? jet oh, ski. Oh yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. You just like put the fish behind you when you catch them. It's like you, a turtle, and a dolphin, <laughs> like all riding in the sea. So like, what, what I do is I get a um, I get a big cooler, mm-hmm. and you know I have the ice, of course, yeah. and it's enough space to stand on the back. So. You know, I'll just go out there in the mangroves and a lot of mangrove snappers around this time of year. And, you know, I'm a little different. You know, I'm 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 always I'm from Central Florida. So one thing about me, I grew up in the nature. So, you know, I'm always, you know, I've always grew up like in the woods doing all that type of stuff. So right. the water, you You're know, in high school. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. being from Tampa, you have the Hillsborough River. Yes. 
which is home to a lot of gators. Yes. And uh, back when I was in high school, and I, I, you know, I was on edge a little bit. We used to actually swim in there, you know, just oh. to I'm see really who would stay the longest. That's really a death sentence. I feel like, dang. I mean, you told me a story that your teacher brought uh, brought you guys on a field trip over there on the Hillsborough River, I think, right? Or oh, you know like what? That. Everybody, it, nature's classroom. Nature's classroom is like. Yeah, so I just am trying to understand. So with your friends, these people that you like, it was a game to see who could live? Yeah. Basically. Okay. You know, it, it real, real, it's real Florida man-esque. Yeah, it right. does. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Definitely. Uh, but no, we, uh, we used to... Uh, yeah, we used to just jump in and swim around and then be like, you know, whoever gets out first, you know, you, you go, you got to joke them. Wow. And, but, in, you know, in hindsight, you may see a gator in, you know, about 50 yards away from you or closer. That's insane. You know, so. Yeah, yeah. It's just one of those things when, you, when you're in Florida and you grew up in Florida in that environment, you right. kind of get used to it, so. Yeah, well, I don't know if you guys saw the story. I think it was in the news last week where a woman came home and there was an 11-foot gator <laughs> in her house. Yeah. And I got all these text messages like, this is why I could never live in Florida. And I like, <laughs> just want to clear the record here that like we live very normal lives. Like, right. yeah, my yeah. parents have been here 33 years. Zero times have I walked in the kitchen <laughs> and found a gator. Right, right. You know, they're not you know just like in the front yard. I no. mean, we have them around, but it's kind of like any part of nature. They do their thing. We do ours. It's right. not like you know I'm going in aisle nine at Publix. I'm like, mm, there's a gator again. We got to step over right. it. Like, I, just, <laughs> I just want people to understand. That, yeah, you most know, times yeah. that's in a more rural part. Yeah, you they're know, not so. like in the bathtub when you get home. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so Jay Wilkes, I, I know we were talking about um, – you know, when I come home from practice, right, you will pull up on a jet ski. Mm-hmm. And essentially, I know you you were at a point where you used to play, you play ball as well, mm-hmm. right? You you had a um, trial with the Jacksonville Jaguars with yes, Doug Marone. Yeah. Um, you had that opportunity, right, um, at, at school at um, at Syracuse University, the illustrious. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, the Syracuse University. <laughs> I can't yeah. believe we have a guy from California and a guy from Florida, and you both went to Syracuse. How was it up there adjusting to the weather, and then how did you guys meet? So I, I would say um, – it was a it was a journey. It was a journey, guys. Going up to Syracuse, uh, it, it was a process because that cold weather is far from far from a Tampa, Florida, far from this heat, Ooh, yeah. uh, far far from a California, uh, you know, uh, seventy degree day. You know what I mean? It's 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 pretty chill out there. So it was a, it was a big adjustment for me um, seeing that snow eight months out of the year. How about you, Jay? Man, listen, I, I went up there and I thought a hoodie would be enough. And everybody laughed at me, you know, because I, I never heard of a North Face or I never heard of Black Ice. Yeah, you, you went know. to almost Canada without a jacket. Without a jacket, you know, I'm I'm Florida to the core, you yeah. know. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, so I I get up there and and they're like, oh yeah, you're gonna have to get a jacket and you have to do this. And I was rude awakened by the Black Ice once it gets because nobody gave me a disclaimer right. about Black Ice. You know, you can't right. see it, you yeah. know, so. It happened to me. I I slipped in front of a whole bus one morning. You know, it was a whole bus. I was about to get on, too. So I just let the bus go, too. I was just, nah, y'all. I'll take the next one. I'll be late to class for this one. I hope you at least got a standing ovation. I probably did. I I, I, I didn't even stay to see. And I hope you stuck the landing. No, not at all. Uh, My hat flew off and everything. It was was rough. Well, it was funny because I didn't make it as far north as you guys, but I lived in Manhattan, and I remember my first... Uh, blizzard i made the facebook album titled my first blizzard not from dairy queen and <laughs> oh, it was like wow. all the five-year-olds like you know sledding down the hill and there was me at like 20 <laughs> something with all of them like Woo, this is amazing my yeah. first snow day i mean Man. there are some positive parts. no it is it is and like it wasn't all bad once you got used to it you right. know and um 
my biggest thing was once you layer up, you know, it's cool. And for me, being from Florida, just everything was different from the structure to, you know, just even the bus, the way the bus is running everything. And it's just totally different from Florida. And I think that woke my eyes up to a lot, actually. Right. Just you learn be, a lot about the world. Right, right, right. And a lot about the North and Lake Effect Snow. And, and of course, Syracuse was just amazing in itself, you know. And what was it like when you first met Cam? I was like, this is, first of all, I was like, this cat right here is strong. Yeah. Like physically strong? <laughs> like physically. Oh. Like he came in, it was bench pressing like 225 in the 30s or something like that. It was yeah. as a freshman. Wow. Yeah, yeah, as a freshman. I So I had a chance to to work out with a great trainer out in Atlanta, uh, GATA, and he was a power lifter. So if I were to do it different, I would have did. his name is Gata? No, so so his his facility is called. Like he's so on brand with this episode. <laughs> yeah, his 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 workout spot is called Gata uh, oh. Golden Athletic Training Association. Oh, I thought nice. we were back on the Gators. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Gator, because she's a Florida Gator, uh-huh. right? Right. So uh, I trained with him, and he got us like extremely strong. You know what I mean? Uh, I had I was squatting like five hundred pounds in high school. It was school. crazy. Let me tell you, it was crazy. I'm yeah. like, okay, I can't wait to him be on my side. Here yeah, we go. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Do you still lift that much? So I. I tweaked my training. I tweaked it. Um, I kind of catered it towards, uh, you know, more balance, more, um, you know, single leg focus or dumbbells, you know, rather than doing the them Olympic lifts, you know, mm-hmm. the squats and the power cleans. I kind of uh, went to a more like a Troy Palomalu. He did like a lot of, uh, what do you say, um, not calisthenics, but what's that? What's that term for doing like a. Uh, um, well, he used to carry like yeah. logs and stuff like that, and, okay. and he, he lifted like without functional weights. training. Type yeah, functional Paul training. Paul Bunyan. Yeah, go. Paul that's, Bunyan. That's a, yeah, yeah, and yeah. That's so, the name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I got into more functional training, essentially get my uh-huh. balance right. Because there's a certain point where you know athletes at the at the professional level, everybody's fast, everybody's strong, mm, but you indeed. have to. Yeah, you have. So I saw a uh, Instagram video of Alvin Kamara. He was balancing on a medicine ball or a, a plyo ball and catching and catching like these uh these tennis balls and he's catching like these different objects i'm like dang like this is pretty impressive you know and mm-hmm. it shows in his gameplay you know his balance the his ability to move so uh, i started adapting that type of so that type, that type of training and yeah. i know it paid off because when we were in new york a few weeks ago um we had a very busy day and manhattan is just kind of you know built in a way where when you leave the house in the morning you, you don't usually make it back there until you've done all your activities for the mm-hmm. day so I had just flown up basically for the day and Cam and I had a bunch of meetings um, and I had a very heavy bag and I barely made it to our first meeting and the whole rest of the day Cam carried my heavy bag all around the city so oh, yeah. Yeah. functional yeah. training functional kicking training. in yeah, there coming to play not calisthenics the functional training <laughs> the functional training <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah he was very stylish with this particular <laughs> suitcase yeah. yeah I have to do what gentlemen do you know yeah, that's, 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 that's living in Atlanta, you know, going moving up to Syracuse after that, you know, that they taught me that chivalry is not dead. You it's know not, what I'm saying? Cam you know, is the most yeah. chivalrous person I've ever met in my life. You know, I, yeah, I second that. Yeah. It's a, chivalrous, a chivalrous guy right yeah. here. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So uh, transitioning to, right, so we were talking about functional training, functional movement. I, I know when I first got here to Tampa Bay, um, you you were a trainer yourself. You had mm-hmm. your own gym. And mm-hmm. I also discussed the fact that, you know, you had that trial with Jacksonville Jaguars, with, with Doug Marone, with those guys. So, you know, let's talk about transition. Let's discuss transition uh, for, as athletes coming out of college, um, going into the real world and how that kind of catapulted you to getting 
to the point you're at now. And I would just love to know, as you kind of walk us through your journey, when you're coming out of college, are there people who tell you what to expect, whether you have a chance to play at the next level? Kind of take us, okay, you've played at Syracuse, mm-hmm. and you're about to graduate, and then what? Okay, so yeah, I was, uh, so I got to Syracuse uh, 2010, fresh out of Tampa Catholic High School. Ooh, go TC. Crusaders. I went to Berkeley, so go Bucks. Oh, <laughs> okay, we'll talk about how that. Far, how far away is that from you all? How, how far How far of a drive? Oh, man, not other? far. Berkeley's not too far. 10 minutes? Yeah, did about you, 10 minutes. Did you play each other, or is it, or uh, is there rivalries pre-season, there? Preseason, we did. We played Berkeley. We, oh, okay. pre- we played in preseason, so okay. one of the big rivalry there. Um, okay. Our rival was Jesuit, so okay. But but so I, I went there, got to Syracuse, twenty ten. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was I was uh, I was in shape, you know, yeah, ready yeah. to go. Yeah. The first camp was uh, it was it was definitely something that I still tell my athletes that I train. You know, and that's that's mainly what I tell them to get ready for that first camp because that's when you're gonna go in the mirror and question yourself. You know, hmm, okay, it's football for me. Yeah, yeah. And I thought I would never be able to question that, you know. But that first camp after we. Did a whole practice, and Coach Marone said, all right, we got about 20 sprints with all your pads on. I'm like, mm. <laughs> wait, and then we started practice with, like, live field goals. So I'm like, this is crazy right here. This yeah. is going on. Yeah, that's that shit. Just from high school to yeah. college, it's a little different. Oh, man, them boys are big in the trenches. It's yeah. different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's like you're probably, I would imagine, in high school, you guys are the best at the high schools you right. went to, and then you get to the next level, and everyone was the best right. at their high school. Yeah, now as you mentioned that, Jeremy was, what, top corner, I think, in Florida? or Yeah, I was, I was up there. I was uh, one of the top corners in Tampa. Uh, all American, so I, I did that. And oh, uh, okay, yeah, yes, sir, yeah, yes, sir. Yeah. And uh, I was actually a four-year starter at Syracuse as well. So mm-hmm. I got on the field uh, at Syracuse about five months, fresh out of high school, wearing a a buck seventy-seven, soaking wet. Oh wow, smallest thing on the defense. Yeah, you know? yeah, locking but, um, it down. Though. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, coming up, making hits and everything. Uh, but I think it's so funny how football players like are so excited about their weight. Like, yeah. we never go to girls' night and we're like, I was 145 today. Yeah. Like, can you believe me? The next girl walks in, she's like, I'm 132. Like, no, and I gained 10 pounds today. Like, that dynamic is so funny. Too. Yeah, we get, we get measured off of that, though. That's no, yeah. big time, yeah. yeah and yeah. you feel it, too, when you go hit somebody. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. when the law of physics is like, okay, this is real. Right. Yeah. This is real right here. Facts, yeah. facts. I, um, I don't know if you know the story, but I when the AA, AAF was around, I went and presented to their training camp um, you know, each team. And when I would go into the room, I'm like, if any one of these people fell on me, oh, yeah. I would be crushed. So yes, I had yes. a whole new respect for what you guys go through. And it looks just like a tackle out there, but it's a whole person who's huge falling on top of you. Oh, yeah. yeah. You'll feel it a few years later. Yeah. yeah. It'll come back. It'll come back full circle now. It's definitely coming back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So walk us through your college journey. And then, you know, what what happened after that? Okay. So, yeah, I was, uh, like I said, I was a four-year starter there. It was great. I uh, had a great time. You know, a great experience. Traveled a lot, went to a lot of different places that I probably wouldn't have. I know I wouldn't have went, you know, if it wasn't for the game of football. So, um, you know, I had a great experience in school as well. We were we happened to be the number one party school when we were there too. Yes, we well, did, it's because you, know. you guys were there, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah, that's, we, that's, we got, you know, we we got it going. <laughs> we Energy caps, yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Juice, juice, <laughs> bringing yeah. the juice. Yeah. What was the coolest place that you played at or visited while you were at Syracuse? Like, wow, I would never have had this experience if it weren't for. Ooh, um, I thought it was cool coming down to USF. US, really. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, okay, you know, I definitely had to say USF. My yeah. freshman year, um, I got my first interception right in front of my mom. Oh, you know, that was like, cry. oh yeah, yeah, you can go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, they, um, you know, we came down here. I was a freshman, like I say, fresh out of high school, and 
uh, my my list, you know, I had about thirty some people here at the game, yeah. and that was just the ones I got tickets for. So wow. I mean, it was it was crazy. That and then, moment makes it all worth it. It does, you, you know, and 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 you know, I was on the field and. Um, you know, got an interception, a huge play in the game, right in front of moms too, right in front of the mm-hmm. section. Wow! So I it think was, that was meant to be. That right, 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 right. So you know, and and you know, when I got the interception, shout out BJ Daniels. I appreciate that interception. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he's a Florida guy too. Right? A, yeah, 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 he was he was a quarterback here. Yeah. Uh, USF. I have to add, was a great team too. Great team, you oh, know. Yeah. So we came down here and um, we made it happen and got that interception, but also. Um, I'll say USC, the Coliseum. Ooh. You know, that was that was a that was a different experience. Was from it Matt Barkley? It. Was it Matt Barkley? Yeah, those guys? Matt yeah. Barkley. You know, uh-huh. we took a we took a rough L, but you know, it was a great trip nonetheless. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> what was the score? <laughs> oh. That one wasn't too bad. I mean, I think we we probably lost by like two touchdowns or yeah, something like that. Yeah, I mean, compared to Florida State, we lost to Florida State by fifty-two to zero. I yeah, think. So, yeah like I wouldn't even go. Yeah, yeah, that was Georgia Tech. So for me, for me, going to my home game was uh, Georgia Tech. Oh yeah, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Yeah, just saying that, that name is brutal, Whitney. Like, I'm you. I mean, at Florida, you guys probably beat these teams. I'm not sure how y'all did. Yeah, that was these. like our first few weeks. Like, oh wow, <laughs> like the chump, the chump game. <laughs> yeah, so, dang, yeah, that's crazy. But no, we we took a, a mean L against mm. against Georgia Tech, and that was that was really embarrassing for me. There mm-hmm. was no highlight in that game. There wasn't no, you know, oh, I did this in front of Mom Dukes. It was like. Man, let's get up out of here. You know what? That's the thing about football that humbles you too. You know, yeah. you go in there and taking an L like that and bouncing back from it is huge because mm. that game there was like getting knocked out with straight body shots. You yeah. know, like four quarters. Like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that yeah. bounce back you talk about though. That's yeah. that's imperative, right? Mm-hmm. That's that that's imperative. Um, and I like I said, I want to keep diving into this this transition phase because I'm going to a point now where it, where football is okay. It's it's down the line. It's coming, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure when. Right, mm-hmm. and so I, mm-hmm. I want to dive into that. I want to get into that point where um, I want you to dive in and let people know about about your transition, how you went from playing four years at Syracuse, from mm-hmm. being All-American in high school to practicing with the Jacksonville Jaguars and then to um, getting to where you are now. Oh, um, for sure, your yeah. Own, owning your own company, essentially. Okay, right? yeah, so yeah. we'll get off cues. I graduated, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. woo, 2014. Woo. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, that's no small feat because not everyone gets their degree, so you should right, be proud of that. Right, I am very right. proud, and I graduated a little early, three and a half years. Yeah, me too, nice. There we go. Yes, yeah, sir, yeah, give me yeah, some on yeah, that. Yeah. You already know. Yeah, that ring and, uh, is hurt right there. Right, right. We got, how many rings we get there? Three rings, three bowl rings, and a um, Big East Championship, so yeah. uh, graduated 2014, got the rookie mini camp with Jacksonville Jaguars. I will say to all the athletes that are going through that camp now, or, or did it pass? Mm-hmm. Or, or, OTAs are going OTAs on now. now. Yeah. yeah, so when I got there, it was a great experience. You know, of course, it was hot. You know, mm. ooh, my goodness, it was hot. Yeah. And um, one funny thing about that is uh, <laughs> the warm-up was crazy, you know, and then we had to sprint about two fields over, you know, so I'm talking about you have guys running fast as they can because, you know, we all rookies trying to impress the coaches. Yeah. You don't realize you ran about 200 yards to get over there, and as soon as you get over there, the coach is waiting. I had the first two up, and that was the first time in my life where I was just catching my breath, just pointing like, hey, somebody. And everybody was just pointing, like, everybody like, you, you, go, you, go, ahead, you go ahead, you go ahead, you go ahead. But it was a great experience nonetheless. You know, it was like a dream, you know, being out there and uh, moving around, doing all those things. So, um, you know, after that, got back home, was training. Do they pay you for minicamp? 
Rookie mini camp? No, no, it's like an internship, right? It's it's basically like an internship. It is, it is based like an internship, and you come in there. I've learned there are so many uh, volunteer opportunities. Oh yeah, if you love the game, you are gonna keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm sure for you, Whitney, at ESPN, right? Like I'm not. I know you told me a story about you being in New York City and how just the taxes and all of that kind of was overwhelming for you, and how you had a breakdown in the middle of the street, New York Mm -hmm. City. Just real quick, Jeremy, I want you to tell the story (laughs) on how a corporate life is kind of the same as the NFL, as we know we paid that much uh-huh. at the beginning you know there's so many things in adulthood that i wish were taught in school and Indeed. being resilient overcoming grief um you know financial literacy you know all these things that mm-hmm. we're going through now you're like why did they never teach us so anyway yeah. cut to uh my first job um ever out of college nice. um Transitioning. I, was, yeah, <laughs> I was helping to launch espnw their women's initiative nice. and so proud of it such an amazing opportunity and i moved to new york uh where they were based and um i remember um you know working for them it was my first winter i had a broken foot and you know had just signed a year and you know I had had some money saved from over the years but you know not a ton obviously moving to New York is expensive and (laughs) this sounds silly now but Mm -hmm. no one told me at the time that when you're an independent contractor, which is what I was, even though I was working full-time hours. Mm-hmm. Um, which we were, too, trying out oh, for, yeah. the, for, the, oh, yeah. for the Jaguars <laughs> and the Rams, Buccaneers. No uh-huh. one told me that they take a significant portion of your salary out at the end of the year for taxes. taxes. I just thought, Man. you know, you go to a job and they're taking it out along the way. I didn't realize because of my, you know, status as an independent contractor that I was going to get hit later on. So I remember, you know, it's tax season, dead of winter, and I find out, you you know, I have to pay something like $8,000 and it was literally mm. every mm. penny I had left in my hurt, savings account. Yeah. Like it was going to be at zero. So Ooh. I just want people to know if your account's at zero now, you can bounce back. Yes. Yes. I'm a perfect example. But I just remember when I opened it, I was on 42nd and 2nd in the middle of Manhattan. <laughs> I realized what was about to happen. You know, I saw, saw the number and, you know, everything kind of you know, came full circle that, oh my goodness, you know, I have to pay this one amount. Uh, They Mm -hmm. hadn't taken it out during the year. And I just broke down hysterically crying (laughs) on the sidewalk. And anyone who lives in New York will tell you they can remember a number of spots where they've had breakdowns over a number of different things that you go through in life because, you know, it's Mm -hmm. a tough city and go through a lot of adversity and it pretty much tries to kill you every day. And that's why they say, if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. Mm -hmm. But I remember that moment thinking, what am I going to do? I have no money left. They're about to take it all. And was just hysterically because it was just such overwhelming sort of grief and mm-hmm. pain and just complete shock. And so, um, you know, you just like you guys learn all these things that, you know, mon- money, you know, doesn't always come in the way you think it will. Right, right, right. And and yeah, that's that's huge, you know, and, and like you say, from that point you learn and it's just like, whew. She said her feet were broken. She had broken feet at this moment, too. Yeah, I broke both of my feet in New York a year apart. So this was the first foot. Yeah. So Mm. I was skipping on the other foot and crutches through the snow with year rent and zero dollars. You can't Ooh, I mean, you can't rough. you can't have any broken feet in the NFL too. Oh, like, no, it's a wrap. Yeah, it's a wrap. You need your you need your feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tur- turns out you do in New York right. too, but I just, oh yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um uh, so getting back to the transition, it was um yeah, so I, I got back home from Jacksonville waiting on the call. You know, talking to a few other teams. And how and does that work? You just look at your phone all day waiting for it to ring? Like- uh, yeah, some people. Some people go out and just keep working out. Or, or you know, you like me, I just used to like to uh, kind of clear my mind, you know, and kind of get out, go on the trails and everything. And jet skis. Jet ski. I didn't have a jet ski yet. I didn't oh, have okay, a jet ski okay, yet, so yeah. it was rough. It was rough. I can hit that water. But, yeah. no, I was, um, 
you know, I started training, you know, which I think, you know, most athletes do or should do, you know, right when they're done, at least to stay in shape and, and be able to give good uh, insights to, to the youngins coming up too. So I got into training. Next thing you know, um, got into training volleyball girls, and it just blew up like way bigger than I ever expected, you know. And long story short, I also got into a car accident, oh. which, um, you know, which when I got in an accident, I realized that I had about four bulging discs in my back. So, oh, no. you know, yeah, right I there. Didn't know that. I didn't oh, know yeah, that. man. This is, uh, yeah. So I had to, like, at that point, I really had to make a decision. You know, it's like if you want to be able to walk, you know, or, you know, I like, you know, when I have kids and stuff like that, run around with your kids or, or you know, keep pursuing something that, you know, I, I love, you know. So it was tough. And I think what got me through that point was really working with the kids and, you know, seeing them excel. And, you know, it went from training a team to now I have 500 plus clients a week. That's you know. amazing. And I always say sometimes you think, you know, something is your purpose, like playing in the NFL, and you come to realize that that's actually your platform to your purpose. Yeah, and you know what? And and that's what I used to, to try to, you know, just that's what I always told myself, you know, because we have to understand that there's a lot of things that we're good at. You know, you just have to find your passion. Right. And I think that's something that, you know, I, I had to just find out quick, you know, and I always knew. You know, and I think that's one thing with me that I always knew football would definitely be that launching pad to wherever I wanted to go because not only, you know, is it a sport that you love, but you learn so many different things in that sport alone, you know, right. whether it's getting over obstacles or working with somebody that you, you know, you may not like. And, and even in the workforce because – you know, before I got into the gym, I had to get a job. I was in corporate America. Yeah, what was that job uh, like? Ooh, Dive into that, please. So, Dive. oh yeah. So it's 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 interesting because, you know, going fresh from an athlete to corporate America, you always, you know, when you're in there, you're an oddball, and that's when I realized that ah, corporate America is is pretty not for me. You know, oh, yeah. and and I, like you know, not that I didn't excel because I was great because I was doing good and everything, but I just didn't like the fact of sitting, and I can't sit still. That's what I realized. <laughs> I can't sit still. And, like, um, so, but in in a way, it, it taught me a lot, too, because, you know, at that point when you're done with football, most athletes go through that dark period, you know. Mm. And by dark period, I mean you're, you're, most likely it's your first time being depressed. I mean, you just have to call it for what it is. Yeah, you're depressed. Yeah, mental awareness is, is important. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. It's a mental awareness month, I think, this month or last month in last May. Month. So just I think you should dive into that, just going through that dark phase um, and, and and expressing that, hey, it's okay if you do go through it with that transition and, and whatnot. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, you know, I think there's so many important lessons in what you just said, which is you cannot define yourself by your job or any external factors because mm -hmm. those can come and go. You have to be the same person you are when things are going great yeah. as you are when adversity hits. And I also think what you did so well, and you may not have realized it at the time, is that you have to recalibrate what a dream job means at any given moment. It might have been the NFL for a really long time, but, you know, happiness is success and mm -hmm. that's the ultimate metric. And I think, you know, as, you know, football wasn't panning out and you realized you had a hurt back, you know, training these kids and, you know, having, you know, this whole company that you've opened, the success you have, you know, that's really brought you happiness and continuing to, you know, beat a dead horse with the football path might have brought you down a path of further depression. So you just kind of recalibrated really quickly and you have to go with what's working. Usually at any time there's a number or at least a few options in front of you. And I mm -hmm. think it's so important to just say, all right, well, this is working. I'm going to go with it. Yeah. yeah, that's huge. And, uh, you know, for me, 
it was one of those things, you know, of course I thought, you know, and then I'm getting calls from guys, you know, that are still playing, that are worried about that phase. And, and you know, the fact that I was, you know, kind of four and done, you know, I didn't red shirt. So it was like, you're in and you're out. So, um, you know, out here in the journey of life, it, it, everything kind of, it, it held quick. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm, like, going th- I'm, I'm going through it now, you know, with, uh-huh. with these calls and waiting for football to call. Like, right. that, I'll say that dark phase, but that, that's those times when you find yourself not always happy. You know, oh, like, yeah. man, like, what's going through, on? Like, mine, I'll say, lasted for about six months, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I ain't want to touch a football, and that's not me at all, you know. Right. Kim, can I ask you, like, how does this period feel? Because we hear a lot of people do certain things, but I don't even, I don't think people talk enough about what it feels like so people realize that they're not alone. Yeah, it's it's a beast, really. It's kind of being in limbo, and I, I'm going to tee you up, Jeremy, with that, but just, like, being in limbo and figuring out what you really love to do. And I know you mentioned earlier about training people, right? You start training, you train people, and it's a, it's a feeling of being in limbo. And today I had an opportunity to go, uh, go speak to some kids today, and and I use that to build for for life after football, mm-hmm. just to prepare myself. And I know uh, for you, Jeremy, uh, your your preparation was in having your own gym one day mm-hmm. and, and doing that. So, can you describe to to the people what that went, how that process went for you? Yeah. So um, basically, I, once I figured out corporate America is not my cup of tea, <laughs> yeah. I um, I just got it like that, like this term we use, get it out the mud, you know. So. Yeah. What I did was I just got my, you know, few weights and stuff that I had, got my knowledge, got to talking to the kids, got to, like I said, I started training the volleyball. And next thing you know, you know, I had the whole gym going, you know, and, and um, it was great. You know, I, I uh, then I was actually doing stuff with different individual teams. But uh, mentally, you know, before I even got to that point, it was one of those things where you just, you know, you have to look at yourself in your mirror, you know, in the mirror and the first is the first thing I'll say is, you know, going through that dark phase is is mainly about you finding like digging deep within, you know, and because it hurts, you know, that's just like a bad breakup because you've been playing most times when you made it to that that part that that, you know, in college and NFL, oh, that you've been playing since what, 10 years old, nine years old, five years old. So, you know, you've been doing something that's attached to your name, you know, and, you know, when you at that point, you know, Football is automatically tagged with your name, you know, whether you like it or not. You know, when you, when you type your name on Google, guess what's going to pop up? All oh, nothing but football pitches. So, and then I think one of the main things with a lot of guys when they're at that point, you know, they get home and everybody's asking, oh, what's going on? What's going on? Everything, you know, what's, well, you know, and you, you don't want to hear that. Right. right, right. You know, as an athlete, you're just like, ah, because you're already fighting your own battle. So, uh, for me, it was mainly just staying busy, you know, mm-hmm. always staying busy, always finding work, you know. And always um, just keeping my eyes on, you know, just knowing that there's many things out here to do. And, you know, football is just that early phase of life. You know, it's it's like, okay, you know, it, it'll take you. Everybody's journey is different, you know. And I tell people that, you know, everybody's journey. At the end, we may all have the same. We may be in the same spot. But, you know, some people's journey will take them here, 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 here. And, you know, that's why I say that it's a huge thing that um, – you know, when you're going through that dark period, you, you have to go through it first of you all. You gotta embrace face it too. It. Yeah. You gotta embrace it. That's huge. And that's why I tell myself all the time, embrace it because it gets better. And there's opportunities within it. And I think Cam's seeing that now too. Right. You just feel like, oh, plan A isn't working out. But what you see later on is that it opened up a bunch of plan Bs that it, wouldn't exactly. have happened otherwise. And that's what I used to always say. Like, you know, when you go to these, especially if you play D1, all right, you have to understand you're at a school where you know, a lot of these people are going to end up being doing great things. And 
you know, it's a lot of money being poured into these schools. Yeah. You go into a, a a classroom and you can talk to the wall and, you know, everything light up. So yeah. you as an athlete, you have to take advantage of everything around you, you know, and, and a lot of guys, you know, you get there and you so happy about being a football player that you forget that it doesn't last forever. And networking is something that you have to start early, you know, mm-hmm. because you may meet somebody, but it may not benefit you or both of y'all until five, ten years later, you know, so it's not always going to happen right there. So, you know, that's one of the things I started priding myself on as I got older. And I think my junior year, I really started stepping around the campus and just introducing myself to people and kind of stepping out the box. Like, you know, I was taking classes in, uh, uh, what was it, the uh, drama department. Wow. Yo, listen, yeah. I was like the first player they said was there in years. And I'm like, it's cool. It's different. You know, yeah, then you I was your stand up and all that. You yeah, know? I was doing a little yeah. I was going to do a little comedy stuff, too, which yeah. I, I will, you know, eventually soon, too. And yeah. and um, but, you know, I was getting invited to like different plays and, and I would go. And a lot of teams was like, why are you going to play? I'm like, you just come see. And they were good plays. But, you know, I was going essentially to, to meet different people behind the scenes and everything like that. And those those connections that I made, you know, that I still off. have them and they pay off, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Um, going through that dark period, you just really have to dig deep. You have, first of all, face it up front, embrace it. Some may last longer than others because, you know, it's one of those things that you've, you know, you grew up as a kid drawing yourself, playing in, the, you know, in the league and all that stuff. So, but um, it's inevitable. I feel like it's inevitable. And, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And just going, um, discussing that dark phase. I, I'll tell this story really quick. Uh, we were we were in Houston. <laughs> we were in Houston. Jeremy and I, Jesky, Jeremy. We happened to be out there at the same time. This was last year. Uh-huh. I, I'm driving my dad's truck. Jeremy's in a rental car. Um, and and this story is going to set up the next story about about your company. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. We, and we're driving around in Houston, and uh, I, I'm at a stoplight, right? And Jeremy and I are about to go to the store at the parking lots to the left of us I think and uh, mind you though it's a one way street it's about four lanes and I, I don't know what I was thinking what I was doing but I ended up making a sharp left after the light so mind you we got traffic come, it's, it's oh, nighttime. Yeah. It's, it's traffic coming behind us a little bit but it's nighttime, so not many cars on the road but there's a car coming mm-hmm. so I ended up clipping the car Jacking on my dad's whole front bumper. Oh, Mind no. you, mm-hmm. he's had this truck for about 15 years now. <laughs> no scratch. <laughs> no no scratch. Fresh truck. <laughs> Fresh truck until his son comes along and jacks it up. Uh-huh. Right? So I remember we're crossing a police station. We're like, man, what do we do? How's this going? And thank God the lady the lady didn't want to, um, you know, call the police, get them involved. We're going to handle it with our insurance. Um, get that going. I'm like, man, like me and Jeremy about to go out, hit the scene, um, mm-hmm. meet all my cousins. Um, and Jeremy He's like, look, and I will never forget this statement for the rest of my life. Okay. And, and it's about it's about embracing the dark phase. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I just got into my first major car accident. Like, I've been clean, knock on wood. And Jeremy told me this. He said, bro, it only gets better from here. <laughs> like, That's the, true. The night only gets better <laughs> from gets here. Better. I mean, I was like, wow. And I told somebody that today. A girl <laughs> told me, she's like, I got a ticket today. I woke up late uh, for, for work, two hours late, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, look, like, it's okay because it only gets better from here. It only gets better. Right? Like, it if that's the worst, better. it only gets better. So I exactly. thought that was extreme, extremely great advice for that dark, that dark moment where I'm like, man, I'm in the slumps. I'm in a bucket right now. Mm-hmm. 
bucket. Yeah. <laughs> bucket. <laughs> that bucket. <laughs> Jeremy's laughing about the bucket because uh, you wouldn't describe the bucket from me okay. college. <laughs> yeah, so, so you know, most, most people know about the crab bucket. You know, the bucket's in the barrel. You know, basically it crabs means the, that, crabs uh, in the barrel. Yeah. Crabs in the barrel, you yeah. know, so it's like... Um, Basically, it's like a teamwork thing and, and, and working together. So, you know, you don't want to be that person. If we have a, a, a hot practice, you know, we want to attack it mentally. Like, all right, hey, you know, we know it's hot, yeah. but uh, let's make it happen. And right. then you have those that are like, ah, I don't feel like practicing. You're going to bring this his energy down and his energy. Yeah. Um, I was actually king of the crab bucket in the, in the uh, <laughs> Mr. Crab. <laughs> Mr. Crabs yeah. in the uh, locker room. In a fun way, you know, I was just like, ooh, it's hot. I'm in the bucket. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, don't come talk to me. I'm in the bucket. Yeah, get out the bucket. <laughs> get out, the, get bucket. out the bucket. Get out the crab yeah, bucket. Yeah, so we just walk around and say, get out the bucket, you know, yeah. when we knew it was hot and everything. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But definitely. Um, I don't think I fully understand, but. The crab, what, you don't fully understand what, the crab what, bucket. Is there something in the bucket? So, you know, oh, that's, I forgot to yeah, say that part. So, you okay. know, when you're pulling crabs, like when you, you're going to make them or whatever, you pull them out of a bucket, they kind of latch on to each I other. Mean, I get mine at Publix, but. Okay. <laughs> and do you, you don't eat seafood, right? I don't eat seafood, but I've oh. seen it places where they come from a restaurant. There. That's right. Okay, so yeah, like when you, there's a whole bunch of crabs in a bucket, they're all fighting to get out. Right, oh. right, right. Yeah, they're, they're pulling crab. this one down. Okay, yeah, the yeah, that was a good one, Cam. I'm, I'm talking about cooking the crabs. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, hey, before I put them in the pot, you know, they always got one hanging on the other one. Yeah, you know why we had a bucket of crabs at Syracuse and yeah. where they came from and why we were cooking them. Yeah, but yeah. Slightly more clear on the analogy. Yeah, now. yes, I know you don't you don't eat seafood, but just just like I said too, for for the uh, get out the bucket mentality is when you're in a bucket and there's always people or things, mm-hmm. not people or th- uh, people or things, but like outside forces pulling you back into this bucket so right, it's right. just like get your get your tail out the bucket get yes, out the bucket sometimes i think you have to have that tunnel vision because the rest of the world doesn't have the vision that you have and so right. sometimes you have to tune out that negative energy and you do as you've been telling your story i kind of have this burning question like do you feel like now as a human being you're a better person than when things were going great in your football days most definitely you know because adversity definitely builds character um, you know, and it wasn't all peachy. You know, I'm not even going to sit here and act like it was. It, it got real tough at times. And, you know, that's where you really have to dig deep. And that's where you find out who you are, because there's two people in this world, either those that are just going to give in and those that are going to keep going. So for me, it was just like, I know I'm not going to stop, you know, and I'm not going to stop until, you know, I get where I know I'm going to get to. And, I, you know, the one thing about it is you never know what that time frame is. So it's not even. You, you don't you don't you just tune that part out. You know, it's not about timing. It's just about setting yourself up for when that opportunity does come. And I think that's what I've been proud of myself on is just just being ready for the opportunity. You know, just like you coming into college as a freshman and, you know, people go down. It's like, boom, we need you in the game. All right. You, you have to be ready for the opportunity and you have to take that same energy towards life. And that's what I did was more of. You know, saying, hey, you know, maybe right now is not good for me, you know, and then, you know, because it's always going to be ups and downs. So when you know when you're down, that's when you really have to dig deep and say, you know, okay, you know what, I have to embrace this pain. But for every move, not only has to be strategic, but you have to learn from every L because I I say, you know, L is not a loss, it's a learn. You know, you just learn from that. Don't, you know, don't. Yeah, don't stress upon it too much. Just learn from how you would, you know, attack it a different way the next time. And it gets you know? better from here. Right, it gets better from here. It only <laughs> yeah. gets better. I yeah. told myself that all the time. Such you know? a good reminder. <laughs> right. So bring us to today. What are you doing now? Right, so, um, you know, from that, I uh, went and did a few other things, and now I have a brand new company. Congratulations. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank yeah, you, thank you. Bravo. Yes. So it's, um, you know, actually it's... 
Yeah, there we go. Good. There it is. There Thank it you, is. everybody. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, producer Wendy hitting the buttons over there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I have a company now. Um, Ambitious All Stars got a shirt on right now. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love thought it was it. Alabama. Oh yeah, I know it got the A's kind of yeah. like them. But uh, yeah, can you describe describe the, the the meaning behind that and how you got to the Ambitious All Stars? That you is told such me that a story. good name too. Like yeah. Thank jackpot. You. Thank yeah. you. So Ambitious All Stars is um, it's a it's a program that we do various amounts of things with. Not only the you know the kids in school, but uh, as well as college athletes. Mainly, uh, just everybody um, you know from from K all the way to college. You know, and I have different programs within. Um, right now, I'm in about four different states, so it's it's yeah, it's jacking what up real are fast. Those? Florida, okay. Texas. Uh, New York and DC, and working on Atlanta right now. Amazing. So, and right. so, what does your company do? So basically, uh, we come in and it's it's um, it's like an inspirational slash, and we do a lot of fundraising as well for schools. And you know, it's it's a broad company. So you know, I'm I'm basically putting all my talents um, into one, and it's one of those things that you know I wrote this thing down about five years ago. And that's where I always say it's it's not really a rat race. It's one of those things where, you know, you have to have an idea and you have to manifest your ideas. And that's huge because manifestation, you know, that that's one thing that, you know, you, it may happen in two years. It may happen in 10, you know. So I always wrote it down and then I got a whiteboard and I wrote it down on there and hung it up in my room because I was like, you know what, this is going to be it. And, you know, going through everything, just just keeping my eyes on the prize. And I think that's one of the main things that I bring to the table. So, um, so I was real, just, real quick, somebody somebody knocks you for for your idea, right? For your logo, for your logo idea. Yeah, um, well, they the whole idea in itself. Um, oh wow! Yeah, yeah, about five years ago. Oh, describe um, that. Describe that. Um, that experience and what, what happened with that. Yeah. So basically, I um, had an opportunity where I brought it upon some people that uh, you know that I was like, okay, you know, this is my ideas, and um, they basically shot it down, you know, and just kind of said one, you know, one too good idea, but. Wow. That's one of those things that, you know, nobody's going to see your idea as you see it. Right. So you can't let somebody else, you know, you can't let their interpretation of what you told them about your idea and them knocking it down, you know, it really affect you because at the end of the day, it's your idea. Only you can really see your idea. So what I did was I didn't even ask twice. I just folded it up, put it in my pocket to say, hey, you're not the one to work with then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get it going. So about five years later, now I have uh, everything rolling. Um, you know, I have the flags going. I was just in uh, Texas, Conroe, Texas. Shout out to Stewart Creek Elementary. Nice, nice. Um, went out there and did a lot of fun things. Um did the fundraising program with the kids, did a pop-up shop, brought some athletes out. And that's basically what I do. I'm the liaison, and I come into these schools and to these different programs and these different functions, and I'm coming from a former athletic perspective and saying, listen, it's great that you're an athlete, or if you're not an athlete, I want you to embrace all your skills, but not only embrace your skills, it's cool to be smart. Like, don't be a dummy out here. Like, it's cool to be smart. Yeah, you girls know? don't like dummies. No, no. no. And that's what I tell the young men, too. Yeah, yeah. young guys. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, seriously, like, it's cool to be smart. And, you know, at an early age, you have to embrace everything. Don't just say, I'm doing this and this is what I have to do. No, man, you can do everything you want to. So um, what I do is is basically come in and I inspire, you know, and, and I'm that liaison and I bring athletes in with me. 
um, you know, and, and, and that are playing now or former athletes. I FaceTime different athletes while I'm there with the kids. Um, you know, we have like little fun Chick-fil-A parties for behavior. We have pizza parties. Uh, we like, you know, do different things with the principals and I may slime the principal and stuff like that. So it's basically a two week school takeover and I just run the school and it's cool. It's like I. Um, it sounds like you're shaping the whole person. Right. Physically right. and mentally. Right. And and what I do basically is I, I have these videos that the kids actually go home and they're 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 made from me and they go home and it's like a lesson and it's like their homework. Go watch the video. And I have different athletes doing various amount of things on the video and basically just kind of reinforcing that whole stigma that, hey, it's cool to be smart. All right. So don't act like you just have to do this. But, you know, if you want to play the clarinet, go play the clarinet. You know, right. if you want to do this, you do it. Just just focus on your dreams. And then when we get more to the, you know, the older guys or and gals, we um you know, I, I do sports as well, so a lot of the training, you know, and, and um, you know, I've got a, di- a few different things in the works with the city of Tampa. So wow. definitely Tampa Bay be looking out for ambitious all-stars very soon. And it's funny because we haven't even gone fully public yet, which is coming pretty soon. So nice. uh, the the commercial is on the way. Official commercial is definitely on the way. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's cool, man. It's, it's, a, um, it's a great program where the kids can actually be themselves and, when I come in to the school, it's more of a big bro rather than a father figure because I don't want to be pops. I want to be big bro. <laughs> yeah. I would be cool, big bro coming in. So, yeah. you know, it's one of those things where, um, you know, not only can I, you know, the main thing is that I always knew when I was done playing football, I wanted to do something helping out the kids. That's why I was always one of the first to volunteer doing uh, different camps and stuff with the kids when I was playing. So, um, you know, when it just came down to it, this this makes me just as happy as running out of the tunnel yeah. and being able to see a kid who couldn't even jump up on, you know, the, the little pylon or the little post that I made. And then two, three weeks later, they're telling their mom to come watch them because they're jumping over it. You know, right. so things like that, you know, I just love to see. And um, just being that liaison between, you know, just just good behavior. But but on top of that, just knowing good uh, you know, just 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 acting on uh, you know good behavior and everything. Just just moving forward as you're growing into a young adult. So, yeah. and you and you got to this point pretty much off off networks essentially. You described that earlier about networking yeah. uh, and how important that is. And mm-hmm. um, we've had we've had a chance to meet some Syracuse alum out here in Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. uh, John Lally. And right. He, he's right. a former Syracuse football player. I see you have your, your Syracuse uh, pin, oh, yeah. what, pin, what, what ring is that? Uh, Big, the, East uh, Champ. Big East Champs the right Big, here. The Big East Champ Big ring. Boy. Yeah, the Big Boy. I have one of those too. <laughs> yes, and, sir. Um, you know, shout out to uh, Syracuse University. I'm sure Whitney out. for you, uh, Florida, uh, University of Florida, the Gator. I feel like I'm an honorary Gator because I'm always around you. Um, and I don't like Florida State because of the beating that they put on us. <laughs> <laughs> at Syracuse, I mean, it hurt bad. But um, Wendy, can you also describe just the beauty of uh, of your network and house propelled you and Jeremy? We'll we'll dive into Mr. John Lally and how he helped mm-hmm. you as well after. I just think you can't get through life without other people, and you never know when you're going to need them. And I always talk about the importance of taking the high road and how people don't realize they're always building their brand Mm because the only thing that people remember is how you made them feel. So every text message you send, every time you run into someone, you know, whether it's a friend or you grab dinner, I mean, that's you building your brand, your reputation, your network. And it's just so important because... Life is full of curveballs and surprises, and you never know whether in a positive way someone's going to come back in and you're going to end up working with them or, you know, things happen. You need, you know, 
someone to come and help you with a situation. You need a, you know, doctor referral, Mm -hmm. whatever it might be. I mean, none of us can do this alone. You really need a tribe. And I think the more people, you know, you have in that tribe, the merrier. Um, I was even talking yesterday. I'm in the process of working on a book deal, and Ooh, you know, I know. Let me go. Yeah, yes, go. yeah. Right. So Congrats on that. Yeah. Thank you. I'm I'm excited, but I already have. You know, a lot of people have expressed excitement about buying mm-hmm. it, and that is going to help everything in my life. And right. had I, you know, of course, it, it's not something I would ever want and to force on anyone. But they've, you know, because we have great relationships, we always want to support each other and build mm-hmm. them up. And so, you know, had we, you know, not had a good dynamic, or we had not. Um, you know, build a relationship, you know, I would be left high and dry in everything I did. And I, I just think you end up totally alone if you don't have a network. Right. Yes. That is, that's, that's very important. You know, um, just a second you on that. I mean, you, you hit it all. This is, um, you know, I, I always say, um, you know, coming out here and, and my, my main thing was always to, like I said a little bit earlier, is to connect with, uh, you know, those, and, and especially when you're an athlete, this is one of the biggest things when you're an athlete, you know, you already have the eyes of the fans and the school and the, you know, the, the professors. So you, you know, you and, and alumni, mm-hmm. you know, and there's I know dealing with NCAA, there's certain, you know, rules and stipulations. But, you know, once you're done, um, I always tell athletes that's the first place you should go. I mean, this is where people remember you. These are where people, you know, that have connections worldwide know you. So. You need, it's a must that, you know, at least you stick your toe in the water, you know, (laughs) go up there and and see. One thing that I did, and it's funny because, you know, I was just, this is after, you know, I was back home and everything, went back to Syracuse, and I actually snuck in Club 44. Club 44 is like the the box type area where it's like real nice and you gotta have. Alum. Yeah, alum. Well, yeah, that's what I know. Good food. (laughs) Good food, and, but. Most important, alum. You know, the alum is in there, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like tinted windows. It's looking all good. So long story short, I I, uh, <laughs> I hit the, uh, the the gatekeeper with an old okie doke uh-huh. and I uh, <laughs> found myself in there. And I was walking around in there and I probably connected, co- uh, collected about 15 business cards, shook some hands and um, just left. And I made sure I followed up with everybody that I met. You so know. smart. And Cam got business cards not that long ago, and he always talks about what a difference that's made. It's a good little tidbit for athletes. No matter what age you are, you're going to be meeting valuable people. Yeah. And if you could just hand them something where they can pull it back out and reference your email, social media platforms, I mean, that's one way that you're going to stick with them and you can stay connected. Yeah, I feel empty if I don't have my business cards. When I go to oh, big yeah. events, I'm like, man, like I don't have my business cards. You got to so have your business cards. I mean, you got to have something you know you got to have and like you know saying that you work for the nfl only goes so far but uh or you can exchange their number exchange number of emails but sometimes that gets lost in the sauce sometimes you want that business card to stick out in that laundry you know you mm-hmm. wash the pants but that business card that is business still card sitting, right there it's just strong sitting there. yeah sure you smiling <laughs> looking good so uh-huh. uh i think that's huge and just making your stamp with those business cards and I leave it an impression. So I, yeah. I think, you know, it hits people over the head sometimes. Like, well, oh, and man. I think practically sometimes you're in a place you can't hear, you know, you're at a party mm-hmm. or a game. You can't, you know, and you you have a quick minute to just mm-hmm. meet someone and exchange information. There wouldn't, There's not time to, or you can't hear them in a party with the music to sit and write down, what's yeah. your phone number? Oh, don't that's worry so about much, it. Right. So <laughs> if you could just hand them something, I mean, it erases a lot of the problems and streamlines 
the process. And um, as you guys were chatting about, you know, you never know with your network. So uh, a cousin, uh, my cousin Brad is getting married in a couple weeks um, in New York. Um, nice. Shout out to Brad and Becca. Cousin and, Brad. Uh, cousin Brad. Brad. Woo, we cousin love you. Brad. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he went to Syracuse and okay. um, he has an alum, Adam Lefko, who's officiating his wedding. So oh, they became yeah. oh, wow. buds at Syracuse and now Brad's getting married and See? Adam is the officiant. So it just goes to show all the ways in which your network can come back and help you, I'm you know, beyond you. what you might be able to ever imagine at the time. Right, right. It's, it's huge. Your network is, uh, you your know, network. It, it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and uh, you just have to be mindful. And I always say this, you know, as an athlete or anybody, anybody at that point in life that's, you know, if you're working and you just don't like what you're doing and you want to get something going for yourself, but you don't know where to start. I say, you know, the biggest thing is don't be too proud to go somewhere and introduce yourself. You know, I think a lot of people are a little bit nervous about just talking to somebody they don't know, but you have to put that pride to the side and shake some hands because who knows, it may just, you know, you drove two hours just to, you know, collect some business cards and say hello to a few people and you might think, oh, that was a wasted trip. But in reality, you know, you do your follow-up and, you know, and, and it may not work out in the next two months. It may not work out in a year, but, you know, it, you know, just being able to, have that and say, hey, I shook your hand, I made an impression, I followed up. You know, that, that goes a long way. And I just want to add one really important point that people don't really talk about is everyone thinks about networking up. So this CEO, this important person now, mm -hmm. but people don't think enough about networking to the side of them. So, you know, you walk into an office to meet someone, you know, it might be the secretary's brother-in-law who owns a business who comes back around. I mean, I had one job where, you know, I was in a major company and it was someone who in the office that I just sat next to, he was asked for a recommendation for one of my dream jobs. And mm -hmm. because we always sat and chatted and just had nice conversations he thought of me and you know i ended up you know cam knows the story on a billboard on the las vegas strip and Ooh, that was all yeah yeah, okay. yeah. You know, casual Tuesdays. <laughs> right. um you know and that was all uh through um a friend i had made when i worked at mlb my friend mary worked for the cubs and then moved on to ibm i mean so many things mm. have been possible because of people around me younger than me and so i think when people think about networking they go after certain level people and i think it's important just to be kind and to meet as many people as you can anywhere that you are. Right. Yeah. Because we're all on that journey. Yeah. And yeah. you never know who's, you know, who's going to peak at what time and then, you know, who then, you know, can help you out and then who you can help out. So I, I think it's huge that, you know, you, you and the people around you as well, you get a solid team and, and everybody look out for each other's back. Yeah. You know? and, and you never know where that opportunity is going to come either. Right. right, uh, right. I, I'm going to give it a quick example. We, we drove down to Newport Ritchie mm -hmm. um, out here in Florida and it's like an hour, 30 minute hour, 15 minute drive probably from, mm -hmm. from Tampa Bay. And I found a, it was a Syracuse alumni club, orange club. Uh, I found it on Facebook. Essentially. I was like, man, Jeremy, like, you know, it, it's the all season for me. Uh, let's, let's go figure this out. Let's mm -hmm. go, let's go network with some people. Mm -hmm. And, going on that trip might have changed it changed both of our lives essentially yeah, and we, we had a chance to see uh to see chucky down there yeah, john, uh, john gruden john right? gruden, john gruden was down there uh and it was pretty uh dino babers the dino syracuse babers football coach there, yep yeah and like i Wild said Hack, yeah. john Wildhack, our ad and this is you know to cap off the show just to show love to to the alumni and to the network uh you know John Lally like I said he he's been a, a big staple in our lives for the mm -hmm. past 2 years he's taken us fishing he's done a lot of things for us but can you also describe to them what how John Lally has helped you and and helped mm -hmm. propel you in this life Oh yeah but that's most definitely you know because it's always great to have that you know that uh that that essentially is it's it's like a mentor you know and and like you say we were able to take that trip 
and be able to meet, you know, different people. And, and, and you know, in, in that in that spot, you know, it was it was huge because uh, being a part of the alumni club, I was able to talk to a lot of the alumni. And that's that's and it kind of goes to what I was saying a little bit earlier is I always wanted to put myself in the space where I can talk to the alumni. And he was able to say, hey, got this guy here. And, um, you know, and I, and I spoke in front of about 50, 50 of the alumni, mm-hmm. you know, and, and uh, at a dinner. And I think, you know, it, it, it made a huge shift in, you know, the, um, you know, basically to be that bridge between the younger guys and the older guys. Right. And to be able to talk to them and express, you know, that this is what the younger guys are going through. Because a lot of people don't know, you know, that when you're playing in the NCAA, you can't really get an internship or a job, you right. know, so... You know, especially it makes it tough for those who didn't just say didn't come from a lot, you know, mm-hmm. because those small amount of checks that we did get, some people may have to send it all home. Yeah, I did. To I help the family. Home. I did, yeah. too. Yeah. You know, yeah. so that leaves you with, you know, little to nothing. And then you can't really get a job. So I'll just express these different things that, uh, you know, to a lot of the alumni and they understood, you know, so um, definitely being able to meet John and a lot of the older guys and just not only listening to their war stories, but being able to express different things and, and try to help be that liaison between, you know, the uh, the alumni and the, the newfound alumni, you uh-huh. know, just graduating. So Yeah, yeah, the jail. And I think of everything you have accomplished up until this point was being the first guest on the Energy Captains podcast, your nice. greatest accomplishment so far. Woo! Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> I've gotta get, we got to yeah, get, get the, the claps going yeah, right there. Clap Let's hope I hit the right <laughs> Oh. Oh, 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 that's the wrong one. Oh, right. 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 It's my first day on the job with it's, this button thing. It's all good. It's all good. It's but. all good. But definitely, um, definitely Tampa and Texas and New York, everywhere. Coming to a school near you, yeah. uh, ambitious all stars. Be on the lookout for it. We're, we're going to be on all platforms. Like I say, the official commercial is coming out soon. And we're going to have a lot of different things just going on different platforms such as YouTube, a lot of fun, skilled things with the kids. Nice. You know, linking a lot of athletes with the kids and everything. So it's going to be it's going to be amazing. I'm, I'm not going to be I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to yeah. be it's going to be off the chain. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. instead of just football affecting your life now, you're using it to change thousands of kids lives. Which right. Is, you yeah. Know, right. What, what an amazing legacy that you're already leaving. And indeed. You know, thank th- you. Thank you so much for being here today and telling us your whole journey. And we're so excited to see what's to come. You'll have to come back and keep us posted. Oh, we'll <laughs> most definitely do. Yeah. Most yeah. definitely do. Jay Wilkes, thank you for coming on. In the building. Fellow Syracuse alum. Yes, sir. Uh, Tampa, Tampa neighbor. Um, Tampa native. Much, yeah, Tampa, you know Tampa native. Yeah, coming on. Uh, energy captain. So uh, this is Cam Lynch, Whitney Holtzman here with special guest, our first guest. Oh, yeah. Jeremy Wilkes with and Ambitious All-Stars. Jeremy, how can can um, listeners follow you on social media? Yes, yes, I want to get at that. So you can also follow me on the Instagram, Ambitious All Stars. Mm-hmm. It is Ambitious All Stars, just all together. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also follow my regular account, Will underscore 28. And you can see our website, uh, ambitiousallstars.com. Nice, nice. You're a mogul now. You're a mogul, yeah. Oh, so, yeah, we're going to shout you out, show love. Jeremy, I appreciate you coming on here for a nice hour, um, showing us, telling us your story, uh, taking us into the dark side and embracing the dark side. Got to embrace the dark side. Got to embrace the dark side. Exactly. You know? exactly. And, uh, yeah, so I'm about to hop on this jet ski. Okay, nice. You know, it, you know, it's summertime, so, you know, shirts are limited for me in the yeah. summer. <laughs> yeah. Shoes are too. Yeah. I'm on that water. So right. I'm going to a G2 catalog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that too. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks, Jeremy. All right, thank y'all. It's been fun. Much love, brother. Yeah, yeah.